Welcome to the Blue Ocean Church Advent Podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. We've now entered the third week of Advent, which traditionally focuses on joy, so you'll notice that highlighted in our prayers this week. We'll start by getting situated so that we're comfortable. I'll read a variation of that prayer of St. Patrick we've been using as you take a few deep breaths to just slow your mind and your body. I breathe in joy as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness, witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. And now we'll spend about one minute using part of this prayer as a breath prayer. Only this week, on the in-breath, we'll say, I breathe in joy, and then on the out-breath, as I stand today. So I breathe in joy as I stand today. Go ahead. Now we'll move on to our petitionary prayer. Today we'll pray that we can find more joy in everyday occurrences, right, in the day-to-day world around us. And let's take about 25 seconds of silence to pray for that. Go ahead. And now we'll have our story from the Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the opossum. He should not be here. Not in the basement window well where he fell sometime in the night sniffing out food. Not in Michigan, nor any other state where winter temperatures sit below freezing many days in succession. We lift the opossum, held in the clasp of two rakes. When we open those gates and he quick waddles into the woods, I bow to him, to the wonder of his survival. Opossums, not unlike this one, watched the dinosaurs die. They are that ancient. And they haven't evolved much since their tropical beginnings. The northern winter's cold will leave nearly all with scars. A missing tail tip and ragged ears. The opossum's tail and ears, being hairless, naked, are quickly bit by frost and bits of them fall off. This would happen less often if the animal would stay in his leaf-lined den during cold snaps. He does try, but if the cold lasts more than three or four days, hunger forces him out. He's done his best through summer and fall to add body fat, eating very nearly anything, living or dead, 
But unlike a raccoon or skunk, when cold and snow come, he can't slow his metabolism and sleep to burn that fat more slowly. In fact, his furnace works overtime, burning fat faster. And though he is more adept than a rat or a dog at remembering where he's once found food, he doesn't carry it home and cash it away. So to add fat fuel, he must go out. Slow and uncamouflaged, he has no defenses except a menacing toothy hiss. He can be scared to what looks like death, collapsed, unconscious, oozing a noxious green slime that may or may not put off the scarer. Of course, he wants to go out when the night is darkest, but that's when the night is coldest. And the coat he wears not only leaves his tail and ears and toes exposed, it's not really a winter coat at all. It has no down hairs next to his skin to insulate him and no true guard hairs to repel snow or sleet. Temperatures below 20 degrees Fahrenheit will freeze him rather quickly. During a spell of nights colder than that, he may risk waiting. Or he may choose to go out for food when the sun warms the day and shines a light on him for predators. He gambles either way, darkness or warmth, which gives him better odds. He makes the decision alone, shy, solitary, he dens without even the smallest comfort of shared warmth. He is only here in snow-covered winters because we are. His ancestors began inching north with the pioneers. Where humans build barns, sheds, and garages, basements, and attics, shelters warmer than burrows, where we grow gardens and put out garbage bins, reliable food supplies, opossums can beat the odds the cold stacks against them. The opossum in our backwoods has my neighbors and me, we're his best adaptation to winter, and he very nearly died in my window well. A naturalist tells me that had we plucked the opossum from the well by its tail and slid a supporting hand under his back, he would not have snarled and twisted, trying to fight, break free, flee. He would have abandoned himself to our hands, one forepaw clasping the other, a posture that looks like petition, like prayer. So in this story, the author talks about how the opossum depends on humans for survival and are somewhat at our mercy, especially here in the northern climates. So let's take a minute to meditate on the ways that we depend on God for our survival and well-being and how we lie vulnerable and trusting in God's care. We'll take about a minute to do that. Go ahead. Now our benediction. Go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone. <laughs>